They do- oh, oh, there's headphones. Yeah, you can put those headphones on. Oh my oh God! No, you I just knocked, knocked over the baby dicks. Oh no! Damn baby it, Lux! Dicks. Are they okay? Damn it, Lux! Now I have okay? to hand. I have to manhandle the baby dicks. Don't touch the dicks. Boogie, you well, technically, one's a tongue. Well, te- yes. And, well, okay. So we have two, two baby dicks. I don't know where that's been, and I'm just gonna hope. In a plastic baggie. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> they're calling it a plastic baggie. Is that another word for rectum? Is that rectum? what the kids are calling it these rectum. days? Rectum? I don't even know them. <laughs> See, never gets old. Yeah, you does. need more core. <laughs> this is Kathy? quite a setup. You have literally taped my mic to the table so okay, it will fall look, over. Look, look, look. Before we start the show, this is, this is how, this is how Jew show. Boogie goes. I was raised by wild Jews in the wilderness. There we go. So I order a mic stand with our perverted podcast money so we have little mic stands on the table, but apparently I ordered And it came one. out of a Cracker Jack <laughs> box. <laughs> and apparently yours was a little cheap, and the bass isn't strong enough to hold the microphone up without <laughs> toppling over. So in my stubbornness of wasting $15, because it's not worth it to go through all the hassle to ship it back, and then you get you know shelf cover, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, God damn it, we're going to at least make this work for you know a couple months. So I just get blue tape, and I tape down Kathy's mic, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty and Mass Siren are outside if someone can let them in. Uh, Kay, can uh, Mew, can you go? Uh, are they at the tea door? Uh, hold on. All right. This well, is, yeah. You're leaving this into the show. I am. This is All how right. we This is how we get it done. <laughs> so this is a story to tell people. Patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. <laughs> this, is, this is where you I don't want to waste our listeners' goddamn money. <laughs> okay, We're using this uh, mic this stand. This fucking mic stand is getting Tape it to the goddamn tape table. Tape it to the table. Put some gum under it. Have some baby dicks. And let's start a fucking show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you... You know what was funny? It just oh said... Oh, my ma- God. <laughs> I just heard all that, and then this show is for a mature audience only. No, it's not. <laughs> just, just, we should probably skip over that. The following show is for mature audiences only. It's a lie. discretion is advised. That's and true. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite Perverted. lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex and baby dicks. Recording live from the Threshold Main Room in North Hollywood, California, in front of an audience that's just walking in this moment. Sit down, you two! Bad Perverted Podcast audience! Shame! Bad bad shame. Who are you? I'm Kathy. Who are you? I'm Lux. And I am Count Boogie, and over there we have under the sombrero of shame flipping me off is uh, Unger the Ogre. <gasps> the Ogre. The O-G-R-E. Is that your French pronunciation? You just say Ogre with an R-E. No, that's how it's actually spelled in English, Kathy. R-E. Blood crotch. He doesn't want to be R-E. He wants to be blood crotch. He wants to. Okay, he's blood crotch. Apparently he's given blood crotch a second, a last name. What we are it? so punchy today. What is it, Unger? Kathy. What? Ogor. Ogre. <laughs> it's Ogor. Al Gore? No, Ogor. O apostrophe. Unger the Al Gore. O oh. apostrophe G O. Global warming is real. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Well, wasteland, it kind of is. <laughs> it's, it's true. Warm by cow farts. 
Stop cows from farting and you'll stop global warming. What? Why did it get quiet in here? Because We're... you're just freaking us all out. Kathy, there's baby dicks. Lux brought us <laughs> bad dragon that baby dicks. That is not dicks. a good I don't think it's a good omo. Well, that's what they are. They're teeny little. They're miniature size models of of dicks. They're the size of a pinky. They pretty much are. Pinky. I mean, it could be a good starter anal. And where'd you get them? Uh, At Folsom. Oh, you went to Folsom? Did you get your ass grabbed a bunch of times? Yeah, they were they were tossing out little uh, like like the uh, bad dragon was tossing out little like uh, drawstring backpacks, and inside they had a bunch of stickers and fun stuff, and then a little bag of dicks. She has donated little bag of dicks to perverse because you know that's all I need in my life is more (laughs) dicks, dicks. little dicks. Well, technically one's a tongue, but (laughs) little dicks and a tongue. (laughs) Kathy, you got a little dick. I See the segue? It said it right there, little dick. Fucking bam. 175 motherfucking shows, Kathy, and I am now a segue master of the universe. Is that what you are? So you got a little dick? I did get Because you look so much different after you get dick. I tell you, like you literally dry up into this. Your face. What did you just say? Your face starts to stretch down, and you get like this I hate humans. And then you get a little dick, and it just kind of elasticizes back into a smile. I got news for you, buddy. Yeah. My fluctuations between nihilism and optimism have nothing to do with dick. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it does not. I got shut up. Do, do, you want, do you want me to start graphing this? Yes. <laughs> okay, I would I like to see empirical evidence. Unger, could you please uh, get started on a spreadsheet uh, right away? Of course. That's <laughs> what I do. Thank you very much, Unger. That would be very good to see Kathy's no, I started irritability out. graph. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you guys. Kathy's I would be so happy if you guys actually did that. A kig. Oh, see, and it's I a kig for short. Kathy's thought, irritability graph. <laughs> and see, I thought you were going to map the dick. Like, you can technically do that in Fitbit now. I mean, you can like, mold it. Wow. <laughs> you can get a mold of it. No, I started the weekend off like this, all giddy and punchy, and I was driving creative explorer insane <laughs> so in my tried, own mind. So he tried because to dick you down. literally, there's nothing going on on his face, and I'm just grabbing his arm, and I'm pulling on him, and I'm just punching him his bicep, and... Making them just just answer all kinds of ridiculous questions, and I just keep going on and on. And I'm like, th- I I gotta be able to reach some point where he finally he just blows. <laughs> no, no, he just he's no, he just keeps he's you like just keep completely poke, 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 complacent poke, 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 look poke. on his face. Yeah, literally poking him sometimes and just asking him just insane questions and making him say stuff and he's just so stoic and he's just uh, he just keeps he's just driving around he's just tooling it around in his head i thought so but it's like nothing it's almost like i'm not there and or he's either that or he's amused so you're just asking for attention you're just damn you does that all the time i just get giddy and he was there i needed to let it out on somebody and i just go said you know if if it were anybody else any one of my friends who were on the receiving end of all this punchiness they would have told me by now would you shut the fuck up (laughs) i keep that inside kathy when when you're like this (laughs) keep my distance a little bit just move my microphone stand that's not taped down over here (laughs) yeah it's funny that kathy got the shittier mic stand i wouldn't call that funny i would call that really really sad it is not hunger well, first off, Lux, uh, welcome to the show, your first time, uh, creating division amongst uh, the I lords. like the point she made. It is, but I have to keep, uh, I, I can't have this in, uh, mic stand in front of me because I have to work 
the laptop and the sounds and everything. So Listen to him. Actually mansplaining yeah. about how yes. his microphone has to be. Oh, don't you start with mansplaining. It's right here. Look. I, I don't write the jingle, so I get this shitty microphone. I can. Mm-hmm. That's how Did it he is. ever let you write the jingles? <laughs> no. Oh, by didn't. all means, Lux. I didn't get you to guys write can any. both get together and write some uh, jingles. And here comes go Sarcasmo do Boogie. Do it right. Do it. Just go ahead. <laughs> Make a jingle. <laughs> Sowing the seeds of destruction. <sighs> she, she's doing. You know, that. She I don't just mind. Flies in. Just Causes problems and then, and then leaves. Well, the, I mean, literally at the party after she finishes her her DM shift. All I see coming down the hall, like in the dark, one in the morning, you know, because after a certain amount of time, they don't let people start playing and they start shutting off lights in rooms. And all of a sudden, I just see this little troll lux down the hall, like with this hoodie or something, just like like a, a hobbit, just going, <laughs> that had to have been you. <sighs> see, it was you. And you're just like, people are like, what? Who, what's going on here? What in the world? Is and they're like, just <laughs> it was my witching hour. It was pretty amazing. We let this person be a DM? Yeah. Okay. I That's can turn it off when I need to. That's what makes it fun. That's my fault. It's Unger's <laughs> fault. It is. You are the gate. Too to the much sugar for DMs. DM chair. No sugar. One of them. Yeah. No. No more. Uh, uh, no uh. more sugar. I had a good weekend. Did you? I had a good weekend. What'd you do? There was a lot. I don't want to like crash it by saying, you know, there was a lot of really good communication. But the good communication, well, it was Hollywood Daddy had his uh, mind fucking class. Yes, I Which uh, went really, really great. He did a great job. Um, there was a lot of cerebral philosophy by everyone in the room because, you know, he really wanted it to be interactive. So, of course, everyone like gave all their different opinions of mind fucking and how it works and, and what it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. So that oh. was kind of cool. But then he got into stuff, and it was fun. So I, I don't want to get too much into the class other than it was real fun. He did a great job. And then I started, you know, kind of tinkering with some of those things in my head, some of the things I didn't know, which is why we go to class even after 10 years of being in the lifestyle. You're so always Hollywood going Daddy to learn got stuff. into your head. Yes, that's right, Kathy. Sad. Go ahead and just feed his fucking nutsack. <laughs> I he mind listen fu- to the show? No, he doesn't. No. So <laughs> I was like, go, go ahead. So, um... So then I start processing some of those things, and in the process of doing that, you know, we have our little, our our, our love group, and uh, and things were going really well. But then, you know, there, you know, someone developed some feelings, and then there was a little confusion, and it was great. We got right on it. We communicated really well, and then because of that communication, it led into some other topics that then led into getting to know, oh, this person's into humiliation and degradation too. And, oh, I can do this and this. And then it led into some things that I'm just not even going to share on the show. But let's just say lots of fun was had this weekend. Oh, that's good. And so it was just cool. And and that's just kind of like a little pitch to just no matter what, no matter how much you, you think you know, just let go of that shit, you know, because I learn stuff every class. Even if it's not the greatest class, I don't think I've ever been to a class where I haven't heard at least some nugget, some little gem, some little thing that makes you kind of go, oh, I didn't look at it that way. Unger, Unger. Yes, Boogie. You said you just went to a needle play class. I went to a needle play class this weekend. And you said you saw something that you hadn't seen. I, I did. Uh, there's a couple things. One, I'm not used to sensual needle play. I'm used to sadistic oh, yeah, needle yeah, play. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a cool aspect of it. Yeah. And uh, doing needle pulls with rubber bands was new. That sounds just Ouch. scary. No, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. It was it was. Fantastic. Oh, I'm sure. It was, but I mean, just as it pulls yeah. away, is it gonna? It's like a balloon. Is it gonna yeah. snap? 
Yeah. You know, and then snap um, back on the yeah. Yeah, but it was fantastic to watch. And that's something in all your years of needle play that you hadn't done. Nope. So you could say that by going to this class, you got expanded a little bit, even in a way you exactly. Didn't know. And I, I the, the teacher is a friend of mine and, right. and knows I do a lot of needle stuff and a lot of hooks and a lot of piercing. And um, she was happy I was there, and she kept you know talking. Oh, oh you do all kinds of things. And I was like, and I was, then at the end of the class, she asked me if I, there was anything new, and she was really happy to learn that she taught me something. Nice. So it was cool. So it was, a, it, was, it was definitely a good weekend. And then, of course, getting back to freezing. That was really was important. That? Freezing. Let me tell you something, Kathy. What? To all our anime-liking friends out there, you know, Mew has got me into animes now. And because I'm old, you know, I need an in. You know, I need an in with the young folkin. And that is anime? And so anime. So now I sound cool because I can be like, yeah, yeah, Steinsgate. Yeah, fuck yeah, Steinsgate. Full Metal Alchemist. That's a little older, but it's cool. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. See, there. Okay. <laughs> I got bro. that. You just say that. Yeah, you say daddy. You just look mopey at someone. Say daddy. They're like, all right, you know, at least some of the ones. So we just got through watching Steins Gate, which is this whole jumping world lines fucking crazy. And it's the second installment season of it. And of course, Mew just fucking shit her pants the entire time because she's a lot smarter than me. So she can follow it. And literally, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> The girl has panties, <laughs> you know. I'm like God, literally, buddy. like Daru. Why did from, you do that? From you Steins gave Gate. yourself cool points, and now you just took away your own cool points. Well, I'm just no, hang on a sec here. I'm, I'm. Well, I'm not going to get them back because. <laughs> so we go through Steingate, and I follow probably about sixty percent of it. And other, so it's great anime, and we finish that. We're all excited, and I'm like, look, <laughs> I need us to go down a notch here on the cerebral. So we found <laughs> we found this anime <laughs> called Freezing. And uh, oh Kathy, it is the best, greatest anime it's, you could ever. <laughs> Mew is just looking at <laughs> garbage. It's horrible. Every Turn fight, back. it's like this school for Pandora, you know, fighting girls that are fighting this big alien power thing. And they go and it's like Caddy and every fight, Kathy, every fight they have with each other. And with the things ends up with the shirt being ripped open and no. fucking giant flopping titties. I would like never have guessed. 80 fucking times an episode. Right. And I am sitting there proud. I am so proud of this anime. And it is fun. And you had to admit that today's episode took a little while to get into it. But she had to. Don't even do the happy <laughs> in Masimeno's thing to me. I can see her judging. So, eyes it's, over you the know, couch. it's a lot of blood and fighting and whatever, but just gratuitous. Everything is just teasing. The only problem is, is every fucking male in this is just the just the most scared, just submissive i mean they're, they're they technically are all submissives your limiters whatever but just like these girls are just hot and just teasy and whatever and they're like oh god get away from me and you just scream at the tv fuck somebody just fuck you got two fucking hot chicks they're fighting over you fuck them fuck them it's like watching the super bowl you know how guys yell at the tv in the super bowl i'm yelling at the tv during these fucking animes what you just Stick a dick in them! 
Oh my god, Buggy. I don't know. I mean, if I were faced with large tittied anime girls who have superpowers fighting aliens and who like have explosive tits, I might be a little afraid too. No! Yes, Buggy, no, don't not. act not as if you wouldn't me. be. I'm not going to say shit to You'd piss them terrified. off. terrified. I'm not going to be like, I'll R- kick really? your ass, you're fucking not, superpower you're not shit. You're not going to say shit to piss them off. No, no, okay. Of all I, people. Now, I may inadvertently, <laughs> Lux, I may inadvertently uh-huh. piss them off. But I'm not going to go for like an ego, like, hey, I'll kick your ass, because obviously they'll kick the shit out of me. But if they're fighting over me because they want my limiting powers of freezing, because you can freeze the aliens, and it's real cool. It's amazing. It's an amazing anime. Okay. You know, then that would be fucking great. Why are you guys all rubbing your... They fucked somebody! Oh, my God. And it doesn't matter, Kathy. All that to... I had sex all weekend long. It was amazing. It and does yet. not matter. I'm like... Our anime is on. We haven't watched this anime in three days. Get get to the fucking main room. We have a, the the bigger TV in here, and we hook up the HDMI cable. I think you're insane. But I have to say, I understand the whole cerebral thing because any anime I watch with Creative Explorer involves a shit ton of pause. Can you explain what just <laughs> happened there? <laughs> I don't get it. It's he's like really quick that way, and he, yeah, you. I think I it's, don't. I think it's like a anime culture thing. Like I think the people think that watch right. a lot of these, you know, they kind of they get okay this, and but it's always what's fascinating. I think I've said this on the show before. What is fascinating about animes is there oh, there's such tremendous loyalty towards friends. Like they will die and travel across universes just to just to you know save their friend who's caught in some vortex or whatever and i'm like i'm not really that close to you <laughs> can i lose my arm and my life millions of times over and over oh, to save a friend you just don't get it i just you. don't get it no. i guess i uh, just don't get it what else that's it that's but it depending on the anime they come back Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's always kind of cool. And depending <laughs> on the anime, the friendship could just be covering lesbianism that's not allowed. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. At the end of this last episode, the two chicks were fighting over the guy, and she's like, you're going to seduce him in that? And she's like, you have no shame. And she's all, but I have even less shame, and rips off her top. And the other says, I won't be defeated, and rips off her top. And then it ends, and I'm like, this is fucking quality entertainment and muse just shaking her head muse just like i can't believe there's 24 episodes of this she's all, i can't believe i let you fuck me this is <laughs> that she says <laughs> all the time that life is the place where unicorns play but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on that life just fuck somebody for your peace of mind please know that the author of every post we talk about is specifically granted his permission to do so no. Yeah. No, no. Yes, no. Have. No, no, no. Yes, no. yes. No, no, I'm just no. practicing. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, okay. See what I did? Another segue. Little dicks. Uh, you did a little, little segue because you practiced. This week's post is called I Love to Be Told No by the Robot Devil in which she writes, I had a partner who never said no to sex with me. Unfortunately, I don't mean that he said hell yeah every time I asked. I mean that he might say yes or he might say it's late and I should go to bed or we're running low on groceries so we should deal with that first or something. I asked him about this and he denied using soft nose. So I fell into a constant hell of second guessing myself. I mean, did his yeses even mean yes? I stayed on the safe side and I just started dropping the idea of sex entirely if he responded with anything at all Mm. besides an affirmative. 
By contrast, when a guy can say no to me or not right now or maybe some other time, it is such a relief. This is especially goddamned important in BDSM. I've known submissive men who believed their place was never to assert themselves with me at all about anything and who didn't want to admit that they were inexperienced and had no idea if they'd enjoy the activities I wanted to do. No, 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 don't put me through that. Just don't. You're going to end up traumatized or resentful or I'm going to end up second guessing myself to the point of paralysis. When we're getting to know each other's likes and dislikes, Tell me no early and often. Throw those no's at me like a rampaging toddler. I want to accurately assess our compatibility, and I can't do that if I don't know what you actually want or how much you know. Most of all, I want to be able to trust you. We're both supposed to enjoy sex and play and power exchange. It shouldn't be something you are enduring for me. That was a half class. That that needs way more applause. (laughs) I think it was a very good post. I agree. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I mean, you want to start? No, no, go okay. for it. What I, I mean, there's a few things that I thought inter- uh, interesting, and then I kind of jumped on both sides of the fence because sometimes we're very pro, say no, self-advocate, do all these things. But there are other types of relationships um, where there is less knowing and less because um, there are people that uh, desire um, – power exchange relationships where they do allow themselves to be molded to the will of somebody else and vice versa. Um, so I just wanted to kind of throw that out as my first point. I mean, I love this topic. I absolutely believe and I have my other point, but I just want to say there are dynamics where people, um, obviously if there's a health safety, you're going to psychologically damage me, that type of thing, then absolutely. I don't think there's any dynamic that you shouldn't should be in that you don't advocate for yourself on things like that. But there are dynamic relationships where the person who is the bottom or the, or the submissive uh, or slave wants to be molded to the likes and dislikes of the dominant or master, and the dominant or master does not care if the uh, person is actually into it. They want, I mean, not to the point of breaking them, but to the point of going, this is what I like. Right. And if you're not into the sex, that's completely fine. Are you going to submit to that? Right. And I should say that there was a part of the post that I didn't read where she says, if we're, if, if that, if that's the kind of relationship we're going for, that's fo- sure. fine. But in the beginning, while we're getting to know one another, it is important to know. This. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely but, right. And the other point that, that I had, if I don't know, well, you want to go for another point and then I'll jump point. No, no. I just don't want to be gre- I don't want to be point, point dog. What, what, what? Okay. I'll be point dog. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Um, the other point is, is I think this is a clear example of if you don't have these conversations, and we deal with this a lot in our relationships, and especially with new people, is trying to express to them by not saying no or not telling me what your limits are and your challenges are, you are actually making my decisions for me on how I'm going to accept that. You're actually treating me as though I'm weaker and stupider because I, I'm obviously going to be so disappointed in the fact that you can advocate for yourself that uh, I'm going to reject you. And which is a normal fear, but I really spend a lot of time with new partners explaining to them it's, it's two-sided. Your no is if you, if you assume that I'm going to do all these things, you're no longer in trying to build a relationship with me. You've already created in your head that I'm going to reject you and so forth for advocating for yourself, for stepping up, even though multiple times I've told you, I need to know who you are. I need to know where your limits and boundaries are. And, and so I can know uh, how to 
approach my relationship with you. And if you don't give me that information early on, then we're you're just it's going to create a wall. And just like they said in the post, you're going to build resentments. You're not going to be willing to have trust. It's going to take a long, long time to get anywhere. And the relationship can really only go so far. Mm-hmm. Could not agree with you more. And I actually would you mentioned I'll, let, let's just talk about what you talked about. There are some uh, couples who enjoy that kind of molding someone into their life or set. I've known people who like to become enveloped in someone's life mm-hmm. and their life becomes um, your yeah, life, yeah. you know, and so I don't know what I'm saying. And I've, I've, I don't, I gotta say, this is me personally. I have a huge distrust of that, a huge distrust of it yeah, because not, I don't, not my, it's not my way. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't trust. I always will assume that something bad is going on there that you don't want your own life, that you don't have your own life, that you would prefer to put your own life on hold for somebody else. I don't trust that. And so um, I find, I just find that whole concept very um, confusing. So on the, so the other thing that you were talking about, I totally agree with you. We've talked about shit like that often that um, you, you think that you're doing something that is beneficial. You're you're operating under the impression that not telling your partner something that makes puts you in a bad light uh, is actually helping the situation because you're you're not going to create turmoil. Right. Not, I'll just kind of muscle through it. Exactly. And, yeah. When in reality, you haven't even realized that you're actually doing the opposite. I mean, yeah. if you mm-hmm. tried, you couldn't have made the situation worse. If you tried, you could not have fucked up that relationship more than and and that's ironic because you think that you're doing a great thing sure Mm -hmm. and so i think a lot lot, it's really important when somebody new or not new is at the point at the juncture where there there is something that they have to say that they know the other person is not going to like hearing that if you're listening to this and you get to that juncture really remember that what you're doing is incredibly rude it's selfish you are deciding for that other person you're making decisions for that other person all in an effort let's be honest to make yourself not do something you don't want to do that's what it is it's it's incredibly selfish and if you look at it that way at the point because this is what i do at the point when it's something that's hard to say i stop and i i tell myself you're you're not being kind by keeping this information you're actually being quite selfish and that's all the the push i need to make me say the thing that is difficult and i don't think it's bad to talk did you have something you were going to say oh i was just going to say it it's by doing that speaking as someone who used to do that um and learned better the hard way it's making assumptions about what the other person is going to do and making assumptions about what's best for the relationship instead of making it a conversation and putting those truths and vulnerabilities out there on the table. And like you said, Boogie, it's putting up a wall instead of you know making an opportunity to have a difficult conversation and get through it together and become closer. So it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I understand that. Now then, let's go, you know, as somebody who has a lot of experience 
talking with a lot of new people in relationships that have had a lot of bad experiences in relationships that were programmed to not tell the truth, that were programmed to not answer because the results were always catastrophic or the ego or the insults or the shame or the guilt. I surely don't want to... Uh, gloss over the fact that people have been, I've been in a lot of bad relationships where I tried to just, let's just make peace and not not go there kind of thing. So, and I don't think it's gender specific. I don't, I think it's on both ends, but uh, I I especially don't want to gloss over the fact that yes, it is difficult. And I don't want you to feel like you're, you're a, you know, horrible, shitty person if you're afraid to have that conversation. But it is very important to understand, like Kathy said, that you think you're helping the situation. If say, let's say it's not a bad situation to where it's abusive or something like mm-hmm. that to where you have to be defensive. That's a whole other story. But say you're in a relatively good relationship, but you're just afraid to hurt the other person's feelings or something like that. In that situation, you really need to start evaluating, like Kathy said, you know, to not be... It, it, it it does become selfish. Yeah, because you're just slapping a Band-Aid on what eventually will become a wound instead mm-hmm. of addressing it yeah. in the first place. Absolutely, because it's, it's inevitably, every time, I, I, I'm so grateful. I mean, we screen and vet. We don't, uh, everyone is wonderful, you know, to in play with. Group. every. No, everyone, no, I'm just saying in general, I'm just giving a nice hippie. Uh, everyone is beautiful oh. and has their own talents. But we honestly can't, stay with somebody that we're going to invest and I'm not going to invest myself in somebody that very early on doesn't establish that they can have those hard conversations and they're willing to face that. And I understand that sometimes it takes longer and I've had some people that have take, taken a couple months before they started opening up. So it's not like two conversations if you can't talk about the deep shit and your abuses when you were a child, then you're out. But I definitely... There is a point to where it's like we're not going to grow because you're still you still are unable to deal with what you have uh, and and let us in a little bit to see if we can support you getting better. So it's it's I'm very grateful that everyone that that I work with as far as not to make it sound, you know, mechanical. But basically, I'm in a relationship. I'm working with these partners for their betterment, for they're working for my betterment. Uh, And if you don't have that ability to communicate and and someone we just started playing with who was incredibly, incredibly shy, um, but amazing, just amazingly intelligent, but just all the shyness. But they were willing to when you got to ask that question, they were willing to say reluctant as fucking hell. But they were willing to say these. I don't like this, and that you can work with, because then you you now have that place where you can go with somebody, and, and you there's a hope for intimacy, you know, as opposed to let's be shy. And that's fine. I you know freezing. Hello, I like just I like titties and fucking. Oh my god, that is absolutely fine. You had this beautiful, profound statement, and but you just threw anime titties at no, it. No, I no, I didn't. I'm just saying I am sh- shallow pig. But if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna <laughs> invest myself in you, like basically, I'll fuck a lot of people, but I can't invest myself in a relationship with somebody that I can't, I can't show. And it takes proof on the other part. And so switching that, if you are the person on the other end of that and you know somebody has a hard time with opening up about that 
you have some responsibility too. If you can't create an environment for that person over time that shows them that they can trust you and give them the evidence every time that they use um, their their voice and they do advocate, you, this is your responsibility too. It's not we can't just blame it all on the person that's afraid to talk. Yeah, especially if they come from a background where they weren't allowed to speak or or they weren't really allowed to voice themselves without consequences or being invalidated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's especially important to you know, give them a new experience of what conversation can be because that's fucking scary. <laughs> it's amazing when you see it, though, when you have someone you you uh, you spend some time with and they had all these invalidating experiences. And especially in the Love Lab, you know, it's our goal, encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. And when you see people all of a sudden get a taste for that, just this fucking brilliance comes out. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, this is like an emotional Einstein just that was just waiting you know, just for someone to validate. And it's kind of, it's fucking rad. What? That's Positive reinforcement yeah, works who's, better? Yeah, who's, who thought? Sorry, Kathy. You love that kind of shit, don't I you? I do. That's my fucking kink for sure. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to break people, if I'm going to break at least half the people, I want to know that I help at least, you know, two or three. What, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. What is this? I can't well, it was see a good, this sign. It, I don't take the sign I can't here. See. Whatever. <laughs> It Whatever was a good post. Thank you to the Robot Devil for writing. I love By to the be way, told Robot no. Devil from Futurama. Oh my god. Oh my god, I love Robot Unger. Yes, Boogie. Robot Devil, Futurama. Amazing character. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, Probably yes. you get titties, you hang out with the Robot Devil. It's going to be Robot Titties, but you're going to get titties. Uh-huh. So it's going to be like a Austin Powers thing or Fembots were pretty hot, and who would have known Elizabeth Hurley turned out to be a fembot? Yeah. What? What are you talking about? Never mind, Kathy. I don't know, but it's robot a little, titties don't bounce. It's a little, no, they don't. you know. There's no jiggly there. No. You got to have jiggly in the boobies. Kathy. What? Unlike you. You are so 1920 robot fantasy boobs right now. Shut we're talking up. about 2017, 19, eight, what year is this? Oh, 18. my God. 2000. Well, the Google calendar <laughs> keeps jumping around now. Uh-huh. There's something wrong. What are you talking about? Just get the little dicks off the table. I like the little I'm being, dicks. I'm being threatened. Don't throw. Throw the dicks at him. Mm. Ew! <laughs> Ew! Are you going down on that mm. little dick? God, it's just oh, that's a little. That's a. Taste. I didn't know you had a thing for baby dicks. That's a tasty <laughs> ray. <laughs> that that's is called so a mind wrong. fuck. By the way, you're not going to edit that out, are you? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. See, in my mind, Kathy, I understand this is a piece of molded silicon. It's not actually but a baby dick. what is the dick. audience thinking when it's you say that? Oh, my God. That's right. What if I chew on it? It's oh like my. a piece of candy. Oh, my God. It's like a gummy bear. Like Don't chew on it. You're going to ruin it. Put it down. And that's, that's right. Oh, you got TMJ that's right. down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> you shouldn't have brought the little dicks. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. In the chat, I could tell them that Boogie's no, eating not. a bag I of dicks. I am yes. just eating. I'm He's not, literally I would eating have to, a bag of dicks. I would have to eat all of them. I am not going to. Well, that's Let's great, because now anytime someone tells you to eat a bag of dicks, you can say, already, already done, done it. Been yep. there, done that. Been there, done that. What's it was next? chewy. That bag of dicks was oh. fucking chewy. Oh, God. No flavor, Baby too. Dicks. Huh? Baby dicks. Baby dicks. Or an engorged clitoris. Did you just football flick a dick at me? I want to. Should I make? Wait, wait. I'll make the little thing. Can you get it through? Oh! 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 Fucking <laughs> yeah! 
Oh, it's on the floor. It's all sad now. Oh, it's going to be covered in grime now. No. I'll make Bunny suck this one because oh. it was on the floor. That will be humiliating. She'll love it. You all right. So know. we have an email from Baby B. Baby B. Baby B. Baby B. Baby B. Oh, okay. An interesting development. She writes and she says, Thank you for sharing what you are going through emotionally with the PP audience. Just know that what you do is smart funny and compelling and keeps us coming back every week. We appreciate all the effort you put into the jingles and producing the show. Aww. It's really awesome. Thank you. That Yay. is nice. That is so nice. I told you there was love. That's There's so nice. much love around here. See, you suck a couple baby dicks, Kathy, and, and all happens. of a sudden just love just pours suck in the room. Suck some more dick, Boogie. Ah, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and work on that. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. Come on, Kathy, put that in your mouth. Oh, that's a tongue. It's it not is the a tongue. Same. I'm sticking my tongue it's out. Make out with a dragon. That's it. You can just you can diddle that on you your little. Why am I holding this like I'm reading the fucking advice topic? I'm like, today <laughs> on some fucking advice. I have no idea. <laughs> it's a thing. I thought maybe you had picked something. All right. No. This is. Oh yeah, I got. I read this. Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. Nicole uh, wrote to us and said, "I've been listening for ages, and I am now a PP zombie." Yay! Woohoo! Thank you for all that you do and say for all the music, all the laughs and the passion, and all the open and honest conversations. You have no idea the impact you all have made in my life and relationships over the last couple of years. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Is this a some fucking advice? Yes, it okay, is. Okay. She wants to know. A while ago, you discussed self-inflicted pain versus pain used for release. I was unclear as to how they were different and why one set of terms was embraced while the other was a point of concern. If someone has the time, I'd love to know what the thought process is behind this. Well, I got to tell you, Boogie. <laughs> apparently, we did a, a shitty job explaining it before because she clearly has more questions. But she is a pee zombie, so she would be well aware of the fact that we are... Boogie? What? 90% of your audience has no idea what you're doing. What? Yes. That's why they keep listening because it's like freezing. They don't get Walter Cronkite. They just, what? No. <laughs> no. I don't think he was doing <laughs> I Walter I wasn't doing Walter Cronkite. It was a cross between Nixon and Walter Cronkite. I was just yeah, that's what I was going for. <sighs> Buggy, just stop. Sometimes you just don't get me. That's, 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 uh, oh, am I supposed to answer the question? <laughs> yeah. That's the point. <laughs> it's actually, uh, it's actually pretty simple. Maybe we did. I didn't, I don't obviously remember anything we ever talked about. Um, but the difference between uh, self-inflicted pain that is for the purpose of stopping like a manic episode or uh, because you dislike yourself, that type of self-inflicted pain is something that would throw up a warning flag that would say maybe you have some issues you got to deal with if you're inflicting pain on yourself. Can you give examples of what kind of pain you would inflict on yourself? Like, like if you're one. cutting yourself, I'm banging your head against the wall, 
um, burning yourself with cigarettes, other um, self-destructive, other self-destructors, getting involved in play scenes that are way out of your uh, your ability to handle. I don't need a safe word. I don't need a safe word. <laughs> and just like self-punishment things, like going and playing with people that you know are, are not going to, you know, they're they're going to be very very aggressive. Whatever self-inflicted pain, <clears throat> you call self-punishment. Kind of self-punishment. So, well, not necessarily self-punishment um, because some of self-inflicted pain, especially like cutting, hitting your head against the walls, all things that I've done lots of, I'm covered in scars, um, was a survival method to deal with manic episodes, to deal with extreme panic attacks, to deal with extreme suicidal thoughts. Um, cutting yourself gave you a chemical release that gave you a little bit of a reprieve from that, uh, from that hatred. Of yourself, but it doesn't so, it become the only way. Then you become not necessarily addicted to, it, but it's the only way you have for coping. Well, I mean that, that. I mean, obviously, there's you know, I was very flexible in my methods. I also had drugs and alcohol, and cutting myself. So I was very covered, actually. Um, <clears throat> no, that was a little sarcasm there. Yeah, I can tell. Way. Okay, good. <laughs> no, any any when the same activity can either be healthy or unhealthy depending on intent. Is really the answer totally. to that question. You can you can cut yourself with knives. It, you can play sports. I mean, there's a lot of things people do that pain is involved, um, but it's for either pleasure or you're challenging yourself so you can be a better person at the end of that. So if you're doing, like, say, if I'm cutting you in a blood play scene, well, that is for a higher level of our intimacy. It's because she loves it. It gives her pleasure. It fills her with actual joy. Um, you know, those things are are very positive. But if she was asking me to come and do a blood play scene on her because she wants me to scar her and make her ugly because she feels like a, you know, a piece of shit, then the same activity can either be a plus or a minus. So, but she was specifically asking uh, the and I actually remember this now that we're talking about it we had talked before about why masochists w- in the scene um will see it as a release when they're being well one I think once again it's this it's this what is the intention of the release is it a release because you're coping with killing yourself or is it a release because you're very pent up and you want to cry so you can be happier so you can feel better like I've had that plenty of times that was one of the first big play scenes that Mew and I had is is she's like I can't cry I can't you know I'm I just feel really you know all this stress with studying and everything can you just give me a really aggressive scene and it was very loving and there was you know the the crying started after the scene you know and that was it was a very positive thing so catharsis isn't necessarily a sign of something negative Depending on your intention going in. But once again, if you're trying to, I want to cry because, you know, I feel like an asshole when I cry, then then that obviously might be considered a negative. And I can understand the confusion because uh, we were, uh, take Benny, for instance, who mm-hmm. likes humiliation play. Mm-hmm. And who is to, in listening to Benny talk, who is to determine whether that's healthy or not? You might listen to her talking about how she likes to be humiliated and someone talking right after her could say pretty much the same thing. But one of them is using it in a a healthy, enjoyable way. And the next person might be using the exact same act uh, as a form of self-punishment to prove what a piece of shit you are, as you say. How, how, do, you, how do you know where I get, that line I mean, is? Based on the person? 
based on the individual. And I mean, like, I'm not going to, I can't make that decision for, I mean, I, we can make, did you have something recently? You were leaning in. So, yeah, okay. no, I, w- I was going to say, I mean, it's a matter of intent and that you can only really figure out through negotiating and discussing and getting to know a person that the other part of it is pain versus harm. Like there's a difference between temporary pain or, you know, harm where it's like risk aware. Like, yes, I know that this might scar me, blah, 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 but it's recreational versus like, no, I want to harm myself because I deserve it. Or, oh, I need to feel pain just to feel something right. like th- there's a difference. And there's going to be a difference in the way that people talk about it, too. And I think you're right. Intent is a really important factor there to determine whether it's you're trying to figure out what your intent is in doing it or your partner's intent so yeah maybe you're right boogie getting to know them in communication is i think there's a spectrum also i mean i don't think it's uh, it's all the way bad or all the way good i mean you have you know there's a million different variables in that and i think as the top who is a giver of pain my responsibility that i take for myself is to just try to, like Lux said, communicate, be aware, um, watch body language, you know, talk about. And and that's the great part about aftercare is, you know, you have your negotiation, you find your limits, what's going on, whatever. And sometimes you really don't discover, you know, the good or the bad until after the scene, until after they've had that experience. And then if you have good enough communication with them, I've had uh, partners in scenes that have said, yeah, I actually went to a bad place there. And and I thought I was going in for for it to be fun and whatever. And then during that, I mean, that even happened fucking last night. That was one of the things that we had. It was actually that's exactly what happened. You know, we were doing a thing and it was, you know, very arousing and humiliating because they're like, oh, my God, I want to be humiliated. And then I said some things in the humiliation and it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then afterwards, like five minutes into it, I get a look from them and then. I leave the other two and then I go to the one and they're like, I was a little meaner to myself than I was. And it's not turning me on. And so, okay, well, we're going <laughs> to, we're we're going to stop the humiliation now. We're going to, oh, but if that person had not spoken up, I mean, that's a really important thing to point out. That is very brave of that person to have said yeah, that totally and yeah. very important for that to have happened. So that's great. Well, but once again, you don't know because there's that spectrum. So it's just that's where the after conversation. We had a fantastic conversation afterwards. Uh, and, and it wasn't that they didn't enjoy the stuff leading up to that, but then their own head got in there and uh, and started beating themselves up. So it can even turn in the middle of what seems like fun. So so no easy answers here. It's not like we can say no, this but is th- good and that is bad. But I think intention is really the key. Find out what that intention is, and I think you'll find the source of whether it's positive or negative. I couldn't believe that we didn't possibly cover all this the last time because we are pretty amazing thorough and uh, I am a therapist. You are not. You are in therapy. You go see a therapist. That does not mean that you are a therapist. One degree removed. You know. A pretty important degree. I agree. What is is one? What is one? God damn it. Vaginas and paninuses, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are gonna talk about now. Yay. Hello, Lux. Hi. You're like totally lean. Here, let's. Yeah, this mic is for short people, but I didn't want to make noises with the mic stand during the thing. That there, you get your squeaks, and we get it out of your system. Squeak, squeak. Okay, so um, 
Oh, now it's too high. No, now <laughs> I'll just sit straight. Sit straight. Oh, it's kind of good. It pushes your chest down. It looks so good. Real good. It doesn't Thanks. look comfortable. It, it looks comfortable. Lux, are me. you comfortable? There we now go. I am. No, God. no, no. Don't hold it because it makes noises. Oh, no. <laughs> Put it back in the thing. Noises. Yeah, because then you hear this <laughs> stuff. Just turn it. Just grab the top and then turn it down it a little down. bit. Pull it down. Oh, I see. Okay. No, no, no. No, oh, no. Look, like this. Watch. Oh. Oh, there you are. We're so good at this. We are. Yeah, we've done this uh, a while. Yes, good. Now, so there you are. So, Lux. Hi. So, Lux. Lux has a story to tell. Lux has a story to tell because um, they said it on, you left a message on our actual. I left two. (laughs) Two messages. And it's so amazing. Google translates it, you know, so it's like, you know, you give the voicemail and then Google's nice enough to just give you the text. And then some of the words are just like, <laughs> just wrong. Vaginas uh, like and drunk, You know, I was, you know, drunk. I, there's stuff. I'm really curious it, about a dramatic reading of yeah. like poorly transliterated. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's be been, yeah, it has been done for sure. But anyway, the story was definitely interesting enough uh, that I'm like, why don't you just come on the show? And talk about it because I think there's a lot of different angles at what you learned and 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 in so I'll start by just saying you had an opportunity for a play scene. What what was that? Yeah, so um, this was when I was maybe a year into the scene and I just had a breakup with like my first ever partner in the scene and I hadn't been back at a party in a while and then I'm like fuck it I'm gonna go with my friend we'll have a good time we'll look out for each other that was my first mistake. Mistake yeah. number one. We're going to mark that. We'll talk about that. I'll get, I'll get to that okay. because the after effect is important. But uh, we come to the party. She's really interested in knife play. And lo and behold, there is this dame le dame with his suitcase of knives going like, mm, look at my sharp pointy things brandishing. Great. And I'm like, that looks yikes. And she's like, that looks amazing. And the guy's like, oh, well, I can, you know, show you a little bit, demo it, blah, 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 blah. My friend is like, oh, I really want to try this. Can you come with me? And I'm like, yeah, and you know what? I'm curious. I'll try anything once. I'll see, like, yeah. how it is. Maybe it won't be as bad as I think it's going to be. <laughs> and, you know, even if it's not, it's just a demo. It's not a scene. And my friend is there looking out for me. Several mistakes were made. Oh. Several assumptions were made. The, oh, God. I look back and I cringe. Uh, so... Other mistake was instead of having it in the main room, we signed up for a room which just has a different vibe. Sure, it has sure. more of a scene vibe than a demo vibe. So like right. really subtle things that I didn't think about until later when I was overanalyzing everything. Like, oh God, why did I do that? Um, my friend goes first because she's like, yay knives. Yeah, yeah. And she has a great time. She looks kind of out of it. Again, I didn't realize this until later. And then suddenly a half hour goes by and it's my turn to try the pointy things. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to see how this <laughs> yeah, goes. Uh, that's gonna go. And I, within the first minute, went into a full-blown nonverbal panic attack where I was out of my body and I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. It was just like literally frozen and not the fun kind with titties just frozen sure, sure. well i guess i have that titties but freezing, it, n- by the way. oh <laughs> it's okay Whatever. i'm with you i'm with your titties and had <laughs> you ever experienced anything like that like going no panic, Surprise. panic attack? no <laughs> the only other time was maybe after a car accident so that tells you how distressed i was right um so i'd never experienced anything like that 
And I remember, like, as I was sitting, like, um, like if you've seen Get Out, you know how the guy's, like, in the sunken place where he's in his body, but not really. He's, like, stuck to a chair, kind of viewing the rest oh, of the world right. through his body, not in control. It felt like that. So in turn in my little easy chair inside my brain, and I look, and I see my friend sitting in the corner, and she's looking over dreamily, assuming I'm having a great time, because I'm not <laughs> Cause saying anything. Because she had anything. a great time. Yeah. So. <laughs> and she's, and, you know, because I'm not saying anything, and I'm just like, help me and this guy is like oh she's not doing anything so accelerate this and what broke me out of the panic attack was i think someone leaning into the room like sneezed or coughed or so- some sort of noise that kind of snapped me out of it and i was finally like i need to stop yellow yellow like this gotta stop just stop so right. I-, I was able to safe word and then he was like oh that's okay blah 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 like and i'm like yeah that was i don't know um, I was glad that I tried it and I was trying not to be mean Sure. because at the time I still cared about what I assumed people thought of me. Sure. Right. So he comes over, does the whole bacitrace and aftercare. And then the part that, uh, I still cringe is without asking if it was okay, without having discussed it at all, he comes over and plops a little kiss on my forehead and is like, you did a great job. And I was like, Oh uh, no. I felt so disgusting. I felt so gross. Oh, it that was, is I felt so like, violated. Vile. Like, Oh, what? Well, Why it meant, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Bo- <laughs> act as if this guy does that to you. I, I wouldn't have, played with them i don't play with dudes doesn't matter just imagine someone coming up and put yourself in my shoes no i'm putting myself just finish your story and then i have my my new things fine so i felt really gross and at the same time i was so like dissociated from everything that had happened i was like okay this just happened i don't know whatever like i'm all right i'm not bleeding that was weird and trying to talk to my friend and on the drive home i thought i would get a chance to talk about it and my friend is like oh my god blah 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 goes into her old spinny thing whatever like oh i played with somebody i think i might be cheating blah blah, blah. i'm like oh my god i cannot deal with your drama <laughs> oh what god. are you doing so then i don't really process this until weeks later when i realize i still feel fucking gross when i look in the mirror and i sit and i think about it think about it think about it and i realize it's because i didn't fucking stick up for myself and that was when i kind of had a moment because the instinct was oh my god that guy was so gross he did all this stuff without asking and like he didn't check in on me and this and that Mm. and blah 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 and it's easy to like dismiss and say oh don't play with that guy he's kind of gross and he kind of pushes boundaries but i didn't necessarily have the tools at the time to advocate for myself, which in retrospect, I shouldn't have been playing. Honestly. Fair enough. Like if I granted things will come up where like, I didn't know I was going to get triggered into a panic attack when the knives came out. So I probably should have disclosed that I have a really, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if I did that or not. Um, He didn't ask you anything. He didn't say, have you ever played with knives? Not really. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So it was a yikes, but not, a malicious yikes just kind of a thoughtless yikes and yeah. from my perspective it was also a thoughtless yikes like i didn't negotiate either i didn't push to do these things so it was just by learning the hard way what can happen when i don't take the time to really think about before i come to a party okay what do i want to do what do i not want to do what sort of experience am i okay with having tonight and having the practice to communicate that yeah i i totally get that but uh, the absence of malice does not erase his responsibility oh absolutely it doesn't so and i but i understand as i i have i mean i think we you and i share something in that we don't want to make someone feel bad if they have not gone out of their way to hurt us 
And so they and if there isn't at least I mean, there's still part of me that, but I, I know when I was younger, I used to feel that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I would give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, they didn't mean to do that. So Yeah, but then there's no growth. There's no... Well, like, I, I, well, it's I a mean, balance. Yeah, you can absolutely tell somebody, hey, I felt uncomfortable when you did this. No, and I that's understand, a re- but that's it's, a rebuke that lets somebody know, it, oh, it's why you know, my approach didn't work, doesn't work with everybody. Right. And it's, I've been it's told why that. why during and, my childhood... Uh, parents started to be taught not to force your kids to kiss your relatives. Mm-hmm. That that happened when I was growing up. And also the stop saying the the stranger, the bad guy, because in a kid's mind that makes people, that makes kids think, oh, that's a monster. Uh, the bad guy and the stranger isn't somebody I know. And also not to trust everybody with a uniform. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. but we're th- I think that we especially women in this society, uh, but not just women, but I would say, generally speaking, we're we're taught to be nice. We're taught not to not to hurt p- other people's feelings. And and it's it's very difficult for us to sometimes speak up and say to somebody, you I'm putting the responsibility on your shoulders. You hurt me when when number one, they haven't been mean to us. And number two, we had some responsibility in it. But as I said, it absolutely does not erase that person's responsibility. I feel that 100 percent where I'm coming at with this is it's not one extreme or the other where, oh, it's completely my responsibility and I am the only one who fucked up and or it's completely the other guy's responsibility and he's a terrible person. I'm going to drag his name through the mud now. It's not one of those two. Right. Like it would be easy if it were. Yeah, exactly. But it's not. Both of those things are true that I didn't advocate for myself. And he was not the most responsible top. Both of those things are true at the same time. Right. And it sucks. And the difference between those two things is I got fucked. Not in the fun way. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Go ahead, Boogie. All right. I had a few, I had a few feelings. And, and so I want to talk about these feelings because they, my feelings. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I absolutely I agree, and I think you came to a fantastic conclusion. I think uh, what you discovered for yourself is a balance of personal responsibility and also not letting someone, uh, and not in that instance, but going forward, you know that just like Kathy said, just because someone's nice, I've had people uh, that have said, yeah, I should have done this, and maybe I should have told you this because this wasn't, and I... I didn't interpret that body language or whatever my fault was in that. And then I apologize, you know, for not being. And, and of course, over the 10 years that I've been here, I've learned more things that I that I'm like, oh, I should negotiate this a little bit more. I should do a little bit more of this. That might have made this person feel uncomfortable. That person left. I never got any information about the play scene. So I can only assume that there's a possibility that I have something that I wasn't watching out for. I could have done better. So for someone like me, that uh, as much as that hurts that I wasn't a love god in every fucking situation, I can't get better unless I get that information. So when you hear that people say, hey, um, my responsibility is to also speak up for myself, um, I think that's the best way to find balance in these things. And I think it's really admirable that you grew to that point because a lot of people either leave, they shut down, or um, they don't 
they don't engage those conversations. I think we're on a lot of conversation themes uh, in the show today, which yeah. I think is uh, fantastic. My challenge, here is my challenge. Yes, Boogie. And you guys both responded to it, and I instantly was like, I kiss people on the forehead when I play uh, with them. I'm a daddy. Mm. I'm a primal player. I'm a sensual player. Uh, I ask about sex. I have a partner now that um, their hard limit is kissing. So I have to work really, really, but they advocated. They said, this is my hard limit. Don't fucking kiss me. And, of course, we're, you know, as we go on, I would like to at least explore why. Is this a bad experience that you had? Because a lot, a lot of times, you know, there's there's some reason for something. So we're going a little bit into that, but I'm not. It's okay. Um, but I'm not going into um, shame or judgment like you got to do this, you know, because I want this. Um, but it definitely all of a sudden when I read that, I was like, hmm, okay. Because the type of play I do look for is, and obviously in demos, I'm a lot more reserved when you say it's a demo. But I've also had demos turn into full fucking hardcore, hot, sexy play scenes. Um, but then I have to think about, well, there's some people that obviously they they don't. I have two people in front of me right now that think it's disgusting if somebody kisses you on the forehead when you didn't uh, ask for that. That's the, the key right there. We didn't ask for it. Sure. Yeah, it's an it's a very intimate act. Agree. But for some people, it's also part of what they. Here's the, here's the here's the conflict, and it's going to be messy. So if it doesn't come out right, fuck off. Okay. So <laughs> the messiness is is there are so many different types of play. Now, I, obviously, I have my responsibility to be more uh, aggressive about how I negotiate and say this is how I play, and I usually am. Can I put fingers inside of you? Can I? You know what can I do? And they'll say, no, 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 no. And uh, so what's messy about it is how much risk. Because some people, I have people that I play with, they don't want a lot. They're like, I'll let you know what I don't like. I've had that a lot of times where I'm like, hey, what about this, this, and this? And they're like, well, let's just, you know, don't, don't do this or this. Everything else, I'll let you know if I don't like something. So it kind of it, it's just shocking when like how much because some people need a lot of negotiation and some people don't. And okay. some people it actually and I'm just being honest. Some people it turns them off to go through every detail okay. in a play scene except for like they go through the majors and then they want that little bit of spontaneity, which there is a risk. It's not going to go well, but they that's what their desire is. So I'm trying to find that balance of like when I when I saw that reaction, my first reaction is like, well, obviously you need to negotiate more. And ha. then and then I'm like, okay, well, that's my first reaction. Correct. So my second <laughs> so my second reaction is do I do this? And does it have a negative effect because my goal isn't to have a negative effect on the people I play with, why would I waste my fucking time and my pain and my fucking back to give someone a shitty experience? All so, right, you you're very different than what Lux described. I, obviously, I, I watch body language more and I you check in a read lot more. Your audience, yeah. all right? But that's, yes. but, the, this, but the, that's not an absolute because it, maybe I don't. 
Maybe I don't read my eyes. Maybe I just tell myself, and the person is afraid to speak up because You're they're afraid they're gonna. Right. I'm going to reject could, them. That could absolutely be a, a a possibility. That may have happened in passing. You will never know yeah. because that person will not say anything to you. The the thing is though that there were so many things about that story that right from the beginning you would know not to do something like that. Number one, if your partner that you're playing with is having a full-blown panic attack even if it's non-verbal and you don't yeah you're gonna see they're not engaged yeah Yeah, they're not gonna be in you're you're not gonna get in because you will say i can i can i can pretty much guess from what lex just told us that there was no sign that lux gave to this person that that, that said time. that oh. opened the door for that level of intimacy where i'm going to kiss nope. you on the floor because you were a good girl is that what he said something like that i don't even disgusting. remember it was just like you did a good job and oh I'm like, my god and i'm okay. like i didn't ask for this dynamic we didn't talk about this yes, what this, the fuck and the second place this was a, supposed to be a demo yeah like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, let's try some pointy things. It, I'm just, it was so, I can only speak from my experience. I can't speak for every, you know, bottom in a demo ever who got kissed on the forehead. I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Kathy hit the nail on the head, which a big part of it that was concerning is there was just such an egregious lack of reading body language on the part of the top, which is concerning. And that's something that, you know, if this sort of thing were to magically happen today it wouldn't because i have a different but if something like this happened today for some reason where i would talk to them and be like hey did you not see that i was having a panic attack because that's something you should be paying attention to right you know like i was stone so the kiss on the forehead was kind of like the nail in the coffin yeah it It was was kind of like like this i just want to know if i can kiss you on the forehead lux i just really the answer is no okay well then that's that's first of all but thank you for asking instead of just freaking horn coming at look at that that's a unicorn hoodie you can't kiss that forehead. No, no. I'll poke you with it. That's right. Mm. <laughs> no, hey, that's just a very intimate thing. Yeah, it was just like for some. It would, what if I mean, like kissing somebody on the neck? Why is a forehead any? Uh, that's if, what I'm if, saying. If you I, I'm a primal player. Somebody, I, I, I but bite if you and came up to somebody that you you didn't know if they were wanted to play sexually, you didn't know if they wanted to play intimately. This was just a demo. You have no idea, not one clue who this person is. The last thing you're going to do is break that fucking barrier where you're going to go and give them a kiss. It, if it's an assumed barrier, half the people well, the that are here is, play sexually. This I'm can not all getting, be I'm not solved. Just First time. I'm not saying that playing sexually and intimately and erotically is You're going to let thing. someone cut you with fucking knives. Cutting? There was and, cutting? Uh, no, okay. it was just. You're, I'm just saying you're you're playing <laughs> more assumptions. with knives, no. more assumptions, and, and a then demo and, with knives. Yes. Okay. Well, there's. Actually, an, a relatively simple solution for this in first-time play that I thought about is it would have been as simple as, can I give you a kiss? Sure. Like, in the moment. It doesn't have to be pre-negotiated. It can just be asked. And there's ways to ask it that aren't robotic, like, may I kiss you, human, bottom. No, it can be Sounds like... Sounds actually hotter that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because you have a thing for Lois. That's right. No, Lois has a thing for Kathy. Okay. And you have a secret thing for Lois. Yeah. No, I like Or Lila. you wouldn't have Lo- Lois I, I don't on, have on the a show desire. So often. I mean, I fucked Lois, sure, but it's not. Me she she doesn't don't I don't care about her. Much. <laughs> I don't care. I just use her fucking circuits. Oh, my God. But uh, what the fuck was I saying? I don't even know. This is what he does when he wants to just make you stop talking. Yeah. Oh. No, that's. Well, that's, then I will continue talking because I just remembered what I wanted to say. <laughs> Please continue. But uh, it doesn't have to be robotic. There's a way to ask it 
in the moment that is feeding off the energy that makes sense that isn't jarring and it's just that's just going to be a matter of practice and knowing people and being able to communicate so sorry there's no that's not an easy skill set to get but just practice it over time and read body language and try your fucking best signs of intimacy i don't care whether it's you you're you're putting your hand on my side or on my hip or you give me a kiss on the neck or you pat me on the head though those signs those of intimacy where I have not granted you permission to do that mm-hmm. is so vile to me. You just fucking violated my space and laid your hands on me in a way I did not tell you you could do. Yeah, that was totally unlike my play scene on Saturday with somebody I'd never played with. Grabbed yeah, her by the well, hair and fucking well, started biting her. Th- this, is, this is a, a that risk was, that, was that you're willing to take. Yeah. yeah. Because you have a... F- fairly good idea but apparently not it's not an absolute in in your own mind well nothing's an absolute in your own mind you have a fairly good idea you think that you have a fairly good idea uh, of what your partner's thinking i probably did some sexual screening you know whatever there you go Uh, are you okay with your so you did more you didn't just grab somebody by the hair and start (laughs) i have done that before yeah well you got lucky i grabbed someone by the hair yeah you got lucky well i said do you like your hair grabbed and so so said, so you didn't said, just do it. But then I said, "Are we going to go play now?" And you know, and yeah. she could have said no. Yeah, she could have. And you got lucky. You didn't cross any bad berries. You didn't send yeah. her into a bad hair head space. Bad hair space. Bad hair day. <laughs> Don't give your bottom a bad that hair I day. <laughs> then oh. you're just going to hear from me. No, <laughs> I, you got lucky because it could have gone bad. Sure. But yeah. you take risks like that. You're willing to take the risks like that. You take the responsibility that somebody could point their finger at you and say, you're the rapist. Exactly. But you take that risk and that's on you. Hmm. Most people don't. Most people should negotiate, should talk, should ask the simple fucking question. Can I give you a kiss on the forehead? Why is that such a hard thing to do? Is it asking that You want me to tell much? you, Kathy? No, I'm not. Because up until yet. this moment, oh my God. up until this very moment, asking is sexy. I had really no is. fucking idea Especially that it was that big of a deal. That ear. is why Especially. I've never asked. Well, fine. Because I, up until this moment, That's me fine. and a lot of other people. Have you ever yeah. laid your hands on me? Have you ever. No, but come what up I'm saying is you're asking like this is how can somebody not know that that is disgusting? Well, oh. guess what? I didn't know. No, yes, I so did. no, I didn't. No, you know that that is not something you should go and do in a place random do to somebody. No, in a in a in a play scene where you're playing with somebody and you're doing things. No, I actually did not know that it Kathy. crosses my boundary, and it that, happens and to abs- also cross Kathy's and that's boundary. That's absolutely that fine. But what mean I'm it saying is no, she's acting like it's so fucking crazy that someone wouldn't understand that something like that could be so horrible. And I'm just telling you, I am proof of my own. I when I read that, I'm like. That's really that disgusting. Every like, time for that me you it was. start talking. Okay, no, I'm not de- I'm not denying that yeah. it was disgusting to you. I'm just saying that up until that point, even Every- being in the lifestyle this many years and the the type of player I am, I'm like I did not know that that Every was- time that you start talking about a story in which you try and show us how you're not no- normally that careful or that there are times when you're not 
you inadvertently say things that show us that you are. You do talk to these people. You do ask them questions. You do try to read. You're not the average person who's well, just going to come in. Well, then why did this in. Wait, let me finish. set me off? You're not the average person who's going to just walk in and violate somebody's personal space. Not on purpose. I, I understand it, but putting that just aside. Just like this guy well, maybe not, wasn't on purpose. Obviously. There are so many things that make you different from this person that, that Lux is describing. Again, I'm going to say, you ask questions, mm-hmm. you read that person, you negotiate even if it's a little bit, and your intent, Boogie, I know you, your thing is helping someone out, pushing them to a point that they didn't know that they could go, mentoring them, helping them along. It just does something for you. I don't think the same could be said for this person. And there is a difference, between, and it comes across, there's a difference between what you do and what someone like that does who doesn't even think to ask or figure out what's going out or on with the other person or even look at them and say, maybe I should try and read their body language. Maybe I should see what's going on. There's just, there's a disconnect there. There's zero happening there. And that's very different from what you do. So I think it may have triggered you because on the surface, it may look like that's, or it may feel to you like that's what you're doing. I don't see that in you. Mm -mm. I don't see you just grabbing somebody or even saying, hey, let's go do a demo and then crossing boundaries that, you didn't know we're there because you didn't ask her and you don't give a shit. That's not you. And maybe you doubt and question. I do doubt and question that. And, and, I and that's why that. I had a feeling about yeah, this. And that's I, why I'm sharing the feelings because obviously I do doubt what my intentions are. And I'm not fucking Prince Charming. No, I do. I, 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 I am just not. as primal as any fucking other animal on this planet. And my urge is that. You don't have your own will. You bend to my fucking will. That is a part of my personality that I have to fight and negotiate and try to see the other person's feelings and do those things. And you just named the very but reason why. But that's fine, why. but it doesn't... It's it, it Just because you have an intention, there's a lot of fucking people out there that hurt people that say, I, I love people. I, I don't want to hurt people. But their actions and their actions and their intentions. And those are the things that I have to keep evaluating that even though thank you very much for noticing um, some of my better qualities, but it doesn't mean that I don't worry often if some of that is just bullshit on the top. But your worry it, is the very reason why you are a safer player. But it doesn't, as far it doesn't as negate the fact that it there's... It never will. Toss, yeah. It never will negate that fact. But I, you are a safe player in my mind because the, the, for the very reason that you just stated, you're constantly doubting yourself, questioning yourself. Constantly I want evaluating. Play, exactly. I don't want to play with somebody who is so... Uh, certain in who they are that they don't do that self-evaluation. That is not a safe person as far as I'm concerned. A safe person is someone like you who knows what an asshole at a primal level you can be. We can all be and is constantly knows that they have to be ever vigilant. They're just watching what they're doing all the time because they know they have the propensity to go in that direction. Mm. Mic drop. But not mm. actually because they're expensive. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't fucking don't. drop the mic. No. <laughs> started even, that. Even if it's on a asshole that doesn't own stand. the microphone, exactly, I'll tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care. It's not my mic. Yeah. Even if you have to tape it to oh, the that's table. That's <laughs> <laughs> SM58. There's a hundred and fucking nine bucks right there. Patreon.com forward slash perverted So we can, just like your mic stand, we don't drop mics because we don't disrespect our listeners that... 
take their hard-earned pennies. That's and, right. And I yes. am working on the headphones. We've been getting new new people, and and so we're working on the the broadcast headsets that are wireless, and so like literally we can stop almost most of these wires. Dang. And I think we've Done. the donations are Done. up to where we could probably. Done. Afford that. Oh my god! Pretty cool. That's yes. it. Tra la la. <laughs> I do want to say one last thing. Sure. The other the last thing is context. It wasn't just the kiss on the forehead. That was like the cherry on top of the shit Sunday for yeah. me in that moment, which is why it was extra ill for me. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, if that were to happen in general, say somebody give me a kiss out of the forehead out of nowhere and everything else was fine, I'd be like, oh hey, I don't really like that. Right. But in that moment, it was like, oh. Why? That's true. The level of uh is intensified by what happened before yeah. what came before it. Yeah. That's well, true. I thank you very much, Lux. Uh, I thank you for being real in in your experience and for being honest about uh, all the reflections that you have. And I thank you also for the fact that it, it gave me the ability to reflect on myself and the things that I can uh, hopefully uh, come to terms with on who I choose to be in in play. So, yeah, so it was a good. It was a Kudos. good. It was a good. Lovely. Thank you. It was Liz. very good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. And that is. Oh. Wait, wait. Unger looks confused. Oh, did we not talk to Unger? I don't care. We never talked to Unger about what's going on in the chat room the entire freaking show. <gasps> Gasp. See, it's called. That's called. Um, that's called uh, not giving. See, the show was all about communication. <laughs> So we have to have some balance where we're human and we just completely not communicate. We chose that to be with Unger. Unger. Yes. <laughs> Unger, you are the balance of the equation. But now I played the jingle a little bit. Now we can kind of go back and say, uh, is there anything we missed that was amazing in the chat room? <laughs> so so we spent most of the night talking about medical mishaps at, at ERs oh. and things found inside people's rectums. Oh. Um, Mostly dildos. Oh, all, all the Light things. Bulbs. And, and Light bulbs. Light bulbs. You know. Yeah, Light vegetables. Wow. People getting third degree burns, doing wax play on themselves. <laughs> yeah, grab a dinner candle. Wait, what was the best medical mishap that they talked about? I'd have to scroll way back. I think there was a degloved penis. Oh, a what? Degloving is okay. So I'll explain. That's how. when you t- peel I'll, the skin off I'll or something. I'll explain yes. how it works on a hand. So it happens a lot in heavy machinery accidents with hands. So oh. like the, all the skin just completely comes off an entire hand arm whatever right. so it's like literally just muscles veins bones sure, and all sure. this stuff no skin so de-skinning a penis yeah that is i don't even that, that takes away some girth doesn't it why is we ask with chicks dick girth and electricity huh? accidents with what and electricity cow hearts and electricity what are you fucking Wait, how do you de-glove is a this penis halloween that way? Wait, we, we were, well, i mean we were asking what where's the line for necrophilia at one point also Oh my when they die when, when while the heart having sex. <laughs> if well, if you're like, well, shit, they're dead. I might as well finish. Then it's necrophilia. That's what I said. That's exactly. If what you got to finish, because they're not going, they're finished. Yeah. Yeah, you like, you don't stop. Wait, no, no, See, I, I had pressed the button, Kathy. I had already I pressed the button. Myself. We were ending the show. How did the gloving happen? I need. Oh. To. I don't. Probably with a paring knife. What? That's it. That really is it. That is our show. <laughs> Where's my baby dick? Nom, 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 nom. Thank oh, you, Threshold. Oh, just whack it against my nose. Are you going to love it, monster? Provided oh, oh. playground for us to record, and if you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, oh, God, visit Threshold.org. <laughs> find out about joining their kinky family. And thank you to everyone in the Love Lab today, especially to Unger and everybody in the chat room. Woo! To 
Lux for coming on with that lovely story. To everybody in the lovely audience tonight, thank you for being here. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. I would say call us at 424-226-237, but apparently Boogie doesn't even listen to that I do. I went today. I looked for new ones, and and I brought Lux on the show because I listened to it. All right. It was just long. and Don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, this was show 175. Next week's going to be show 176, and this song is a great song because I'm in the master classes with Dead Mouse and Armin Van Buren, and I'm learning shit, so this song is called Flying Carpet. It's kind of like that. We'll see you guys next week. Wow, that was... We'll see you next week. It just ended. See how I did that? It's fucking smooth. I'm going to play the song now, okay, Kathy? Okay. All right, see you next week. Thank you.
Hey, hey, hey. 